Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> Good job, Jordan Cooper. I nailed it. I had one Jor- line. Jordan was, <laughs> like them all, was very nervous to execute this line. She's like, can I have it on a piece of paper? We had to practice it. <laughs> I feel like it should be written down here on this I'm gonna uh, do a table. Pr- I'm going to do a printout. No but pressure. <laughs> but thanks for coming back, Jordan. Yes. Cheers to, be here. to the champagne queen herself. That is actually true. Appreciate you. We've almost finished a bottle. I've only been here for 15 minutes. Oh, my God. That's true. It's been a day. <laughs> yeah, it's, I agree. It's been a week. It's been a day. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, we need to have a little something, something to yeah, send It's us pouring off. down raining it's outside. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, April showers bring my flowers. Isn't that what they say? That's right. Hopefully it's true. Yeah. So, Jordan, what has been your favorite workout of the week or recently? I can't. I'm. I say this. I say this literally every single time. I can't wait to hear what people's favorite <laughs> workouts are. I know I there's so many. Know what there's people so are many. doing. I know. I know. Okay. So selfishly, mm-hmm. I've been teaching this Bosu workout classes. Oh yeah. So when I at teach, the LB at the LB, mm-hmm. yes. So I teach a Bosu class on Wednesday nights. Wednesday at what time? Um, it's actually it's five thirty now. Okay. So it's okay. five thirty. Yeah. Um, it's been actually packed. Like it's been on wait list, and I just was like, where did these people come from? This is why I like it. It's like 80 step aerobics on a ball, right? I so it's like bring him back old school shit. Some videos I like to do. Did you used to do step classes? Oh, I used to teach step classes. I used to yeah. love step classes. Right. It, it's With a cassette tape, let's be clear. No, you yeah. didn't, Jordan. In college, you were like, not that old. Super, they didn't have like CD player. Oh. So I was like old school, like put a cassette tape in. And I had to have somebody record it because like, at our dorm room, like we didn't have a cassette player to record. It was like a CD. That is insane. Dude, I'm ashamed of this. No. Right now, if you can see me, I'm like slouched yeah. out of my chair. No, that's amazing. <laughs> but it's also just like, like, do people, do they even know what cassette tapes are? Oh, no. No one does listening <laughs> no one to this. <laughs> Your audience is too young. <laughs> so, for the step aerobic, that's so funny because I obviously haven't done a step aerobic class since college probably but yeah. they had them in college mm-hmm. and i think it goes back to the one of the one of the reasons why i loved like a cardio kickboxing class too anything yeah. that's it's choreography yeah it's so fun to be able to use your brain and your body and then i've said this before too it's like nothing compares to when you like nail the combat like you go through the whole sequence yeah no mess ups it's like so great so you are doing this on a bosu ball that's right and people in my class are always like so nervous about the choreography part of it so like i try to throw like push-ups and burpees on the bosu as well but yeah. like if they get the choreography people are just like you're like yes it's so fun yeah they're like i nailed it and you don't think about it to go super fast right yeah yeah and that's i think the thing too is like you can totally take your brain somewhere else where right. you're just concentrating on like what's the next move what's the next move and you're not even thinking mm-hmm. about right. that your heart rate's like jacked up and you're working hard do you like splice in like little cardio movements yeah, yeah. splice in like burpees and, like like i take like the 80s and bring in like the 2019 right <laughs> So Eric Nobby doesn't die. So Eric's my fiance, right? He would die. He's like a movement coach. So outside of me yeah, doing cardio movements. Yeah, go back and listen to Jordan and Eric's episode. Would, it's really great. So I, I did take this step aerobics class when I was in college too. Like I took someone else's class. Yeah. And this lady taught the same choreography every Saturday. So I took it and I was like, oh, I got you this choreography down. Thing. I nailed it. I know what's up. Yeah. And then after like four years, I was like, wow, she teaches the same choreography every Saturday. So like, this isn't really working for me. Maybe I should try something else since my body hasn't changed in four years. Oh my God. So I'm trying to stay away from that in my Bosu class, but yeah, stay away from that kind of stuff. Right, 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 right. <laughs> okay. So my 
favorite workout. You yes. would love this, Jordan. And maybe you've taken this book, this class before, but this is totally up your alley. It's a body challenge class at Body Alive. Do you know how many people talk to me about this? <laughs> like everyone I, everyone I know is like, hey, have you taken this body challenge class? It's super hot. It is 102 degrees. Okay. So Allison Picton, do you know Allison? Yes, Allison used to be friends with me. Yeah. That, that is the deal. That girl is in shape. I don't care what you say. Oh my She's God. It was she, so tough. So she she teaches this class Sunday nights at 4 p.m. This class was packed at a Sunday on a Sunday at 4 p.m. I feel like that that's all you even have to say. But so it's 102 degrees and you have it's beat based. Right. You have weights and they're like three pounds, five pounds, right? The tiniest weights in your life, oh, but they no. feel like they're a million pounds. A million pounds. So yeah. it's like, think like tons of like curtsy lunges, mm. shoulders, planks. And I'm just, I mean, I had to put down my weights towards the end. Cause I was like, I can't move my arms. I can't, I <laughs> cannot physically lift my arms any longer. Um, it was really tough. It's like, it's like high intensity, like EDM music. You in, would love it. In my head, I'm you always like, go. okay, do I put my weights down or do I wipe the massive amount of sweat running down through my mascara? Cause I like refuse to go to class without putting <laughs> mascara. You you would you so would like, have okay, mas- I'm gonna hold on to these weights, but I can't. My eye is like burning. dripping and burning mascara. You would have the mascara. Your face would be black because you're <laughs> right. just completely, completely drenched. It was really hard. But if, I liked it if a lot. people are coming to me and being like, "This is the hardest class you've ever taken. Like you should take this again." I'm like, "It's time to get the body alive." <laughs> yeah, no, you should go. It was yeah. really tough. Uh, uh yeah, it was. Great, that. That's a good one. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Okay, so what fitness wellness? thing anything random in the world do you want to talk about complain about bitch about oh i love this anything what do you want to talk about i didn't know this was gonna be part of this deal you jordan did you read the email i did (laughs) i did i did but i didn't know if you were actually gonna ask me this question this is a hot topic in my house because we have mr measurement that i live with so he is all about measuring results and being like super results oriented and like if you're not training for a reason you're you're not a good athlete. I don't know. <laughs> and then he tries to come my way a little bit, but I just think that I always wanted people to be like happy and moving uh-huh. and having a good time yeah. and like working out for a reason. Cause I yeah. know like otherwise they're at a gym doing reps, walking around, hitting their lives, like yeah. not very happy. Right. Like I've seen the whole other yeah. side of things. So like group fitness for me was like always about just like getting people moving mm-hmm. and being excited about it. Not that I don't think that you should have goals. Like, yeah, if you have goals, great. Right. But sometimes you just don't have a goal. Like you just want to have fun and like right. meet new people and have a community. Exactly. So at our house, the argument is always like, if you're not training for something, like you have to have a goal. And I'm but always pushing back, like my classes are super fun. We're not having a yeah. goal in there. Yeah. So, so that's so funny that you say that because I feel like he would be down for just some play time. Like if you yeah. like look at group fitness as just like a time to kind of get a break from the world and like, mm-hmm. yeah, you happen to be getting exercise. That's right. You know, I, I think there's like two different worlds, right? Like there's people that really train hard and, gyms like crossfit kettlebell like they are really good athletes they're like training they awesome for performance their training. performance yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and then there's there's another side of it that's like hey i have a full-time job like i'm super stressed out all the time like i just need something to get away from yeah. all the stuff that i'm doing yeah and like maybe i don't have a goal today but i might have one tomorrow like sure. there there is a space in between there for people to like just be having fun i yeah. totally agree and i think i've kind of like operated in both areas that kind of mm-hmm. like fluctuate back and forth of like I agree yeah, yeah. really I like goal driven like working mm-hmm. towards something 
you know, want to master a skill or like mm-hmm. want to make a time or whatever versus like then it's like or just like want to go to a cycle bar class because I want to do some choreo on the bike and like tap back <laughs> right. and like listen to a song that's like going to get me jazzed. You know what I mean? Like I think there's a sp- there's a, there's a space for everything. Yeah, there's a place for it all. I agree with that. So, like, you know, a couple of years ago, I was, like, all about the Boston Marathon. Like, I'm going to train for it. Yeah. I'm going to get to a three-hour marathon. I'm going to do all these things, blah, blah, And I got, like, so burnt out on it that yeah. there was, like, there had to be another side. Yeah. I might have let that linger a little too long. Yeah. But, like, no, I know there had mean. to be another side to just, like, go to dance fix class and, like. Right. And to give Eric the benefit of the doubt. He loves yeah. movement. So, like, yeah. whatever, like, whatever he does, it yeah. it's, like, going to be great. Yeah. But, like, he'll go to dance fix classes and stuff, too. But I think there's just this big thing right now with like people being so focused on measuring results mm-hmm. and like having to get to a certain goal weight and like yeah. all this stuff. I'm oh like, God, yeah. eat a cookie and right. drink some champagne yeah. and have a fun in a dance class. Like, yes. let it go yeah. for just yeah. a second. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that you can approach fitness in like so many different ways and it, mm-hmm. it can mean a lot of different things, you know, and yeah. like throughout a week you can have movement that's specific towards the goal and you can have movement that's just like fun. Yeah, cool. yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So I'm all about just like moving in yeah. general. I see what I can see what he means by just yeah. like when you kind of are just like maybe sh- out show up out of routine. Mm-hmm. You're not inspired. You're doing something because you've always been doing it. Mm-hmm. it you're not. It, you're truly like you know that's engaging the other side every of the piece coin, of right? you. Yeah, yeah. yeah that I routine s- piece of it gets like my subaerobics class for five years. Yeah, right. Stop doing that. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You got. You have to you have to at some point get out of your comfort zone or mm-hmm. do something different, like make your body and your mind work in a way that it's not used to, or else you're not going to see any changes. That's right. Yeah. 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 And also like, he's always like, do something different because it creates less injury. So like the more you cross train across right. the board, like the less chance you have of getting injured. Like if you're a dancer and you dance every day, yeah. like you're going to injure certain parts of your body. Sure. It's going to be the same over and over again. So sure. like that helps you get out of that yeah. rut that you're in as well yeah. with injury and overuse and all of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, o- that's always kind of my, my ultimate goal. My ultimate marker is that, you know, obviously I love group fitness and that at any time I can kind of pick up and go to any kind of group fitness class. And of course, maybe I'm not going to be, a master of it but Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna be able to get through it and i'm gonna feel strong doing it and i'm gonna have like the mobility and the strength throughout my entire body to make it through like for example went to a pure bar class today shout out pure bar kenwood and anna thanks so much shout out to anna fun yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so fun um but not something that i do the last pure bar class i was telling her i think was in like like true pure bar was probably like 2011 yeah it's 2019. And it's changed so much. It's changed then. so much. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was, I was happy to, to see that. And I did the reform class, which was like something totally different, which I really liked. But the point being is like, what's the, what's the point of, uh, uh, of working out and like having all this strength or this mobility if you're not going to like put it into practice or like kind of challenge yourself in different ways? That's right. I'm always yeah. about like cardio strength and flexibility. So mm-hmm. I try to fit all three of those things into yeah. like my that's weekly goals. Yeah. If I'm having good, goals. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good thought. Um, okay. So my thing that I want to talk yes, about, I think that you will really appreciate this. I want to talk about a very, very important element when it comes to fitness and working out music. I know. I knew that you were. I'm out here sharing playlists. <laughs> like, somebody listen to this because it's awesome. <laughs> I definitely want you to play this. One of my questions to you about this was going to be, like, what do we need to be listening to? Like, what do we need to be working out to? But, like, for me, music will, like, make or break a workout. Yes. It's, like, almost, and especially with workouts, like, 
running or cycling in the dark going nowhere <laughs> i heard mr Roboto come on in a spinning class my body shut down i literally had to walk out because i was like i can't take any more of the spinning class because i am feeling negative about it from the first song like i, I am walking out right this second <laughs> good for you that you walked out because yeah, i have been i felt I so have, bad about it but no you have to do that you have to you have it. to do that because i have suffered through yeah. spinning classes in particular how many that's they, like a big thing in spinning right when like, they like play like thunderstruck yes <laughs> like, play it and you're out i can't no. i can't it's like a bad dive bar I like can't. this is when you know a spinning class is like maybe not the best one it's like a bad dive bar at 2 a.m but it's like the bar shutting down and they're still playing cherry pie <laughs> oh, or like uh, i have, a, I have like, a rule now at this point in my life if a song is playing fucking journey can't stop believing i walk out of the bar (laughs) i walk out like i can't hear that song anymore love shack is another one i will not allow my ears to receive that i love this because i'm making a wedding playlist (laughs) these are the songs i'm not kidding you i have marked them off i was like dj you can't you are not allowed (laughs) to play love struck out uh um, done the other one that i have was um uh what's that song the to the windows to the wall like oh yeah. cannot cannot fucking hear that song yes and mm. um Apple. yeah by usher i can't. how many don't, times but don't. you've been around the block like, with that I, song you were like oh i kind of like it I, i'm out of, of it of course of course there bit. was always a season of my life where all of those songs i really <laughs> right. enjoy and now i cannot listen to right okay but what do we need to be listening to right now what are you listening to like what's like a favorite song of yours to work out to right now i am really into like remixes with the weekend for some reason love yeah you know coming out strong is my my favorite song right now i played it this morning in class love that yeah. love that i um always particularly gravitate towards any song when i'm working out that makes me want to dance or makes me want to have sex yeah those are the that's because you want to feel sexy working that out is the right kind of the, the that's music the that i mm-hmm. need to be listening to mm-hmm. that like pumps up my blood i'm yes. like okay i can i can complete i can do anything that's I can right definitely keep going so I, um, of course, it's any Rihanna song, any across, Rihanna the song. <laughs> across the board. <laughs> Rihanna's going to work. It's a remix or yes. it's like real slow and sexy, like yes. the grown, the yes. grown ass woman version, right? A hundred percent. I love that. Yeah. Um, I'm really into, this is not so much maybe for like working out, but I'm really into Billie Eilish's new album that just came out. Yes, you are. What is that song called? Bad Guy? Yes. It's amazing. Yes. It's yeah. really good. I played I, in like three classes already. It's good. And I have to do like really heavy weights in it because yeah. it's so slow that I'm yeah. like, okay, guys. Right. <laughs> or I like a climb or something. Yeah. I don't know. I sometimes will think of how many spinning classes, spinning classes I've gone to in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like listen to a song like, oh, that would be good for this. And I'm like, yeah. I don't, why do I, I shouldn't know this. Do you don't want to hear a secret about spinning teachers? I would love this to. This is a really good secret. So oh, in what spinning the classes, exclusive? you, yeah, <laughs> what the fun ex- <laughs> explosive right here. <laughs> So any spinning class you go to, as a teacher, you listen to all the music at least like twice probably before you play in class Uh because you have to hear the beat drops, right? Right, right. You have to know the music. You have to know the music. But in the class, you don't hear any lyrics. All you hear is like the The beats of the song. It's like the cues, right? Yeah. So you're like constantly. So in my sleep, I hear like beat dropping out. Oh my God. And then coming right back to the top, right? Can it like like ruin music for you? Oh, yeah. Like in my own workouts, I'm like, oh this would be a spinning song and I'm just like listening to the beat. Like I can't even hear lyrics anymore. Oh, I'm just like hearing beats God. over and over again. Oh but my gosh, you're basically like a music producer. That was an exclusive. Maybe you need. You guys. 
So here we only cycles instructors. They yeah. don't hear lyrics. They don't <laughs> hear lyrics. They only hear beats. As the Ed, he'll tell you. Uh, I'm I'm sure he would. He's yeah. like the king of that. Okay, Jordan Wild Card. Oh, if you good. could have one superpower, what would it be? Okay, so I thought about this a little bit. I, I had to think. I had to think about, it, to think about it too because there's a lot of superpowers that you could have, and I, I have want all of them. I know. I have you two. Can only have one. I have you, two. Okay, fine. I'll give you two. <laughs> give me two because <laughs> one of them two. is selfish and one of them is not. Okay. Okay. The selfish one is I would like to be like in the movie Jumper, where he's like jumping. You like immediately could be like in Egypt or like in Europe okay. or like wherever. Okay. So you can like just that. get out of a situation. Uh-huh. Like your work and life sucks. You're like. You're out. You're out. I'm out, right? Like I'm standing at the Eiffel Tower. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) That's the selfish one. The unselfish one is like, I kind of want to be like the staples easy button that you hit when somebody starts to do something that's like non-self-love. They're like, I hate my body. Uh Or like, I don't think my jeans fit right today. In the fitness world, Uh all I really hear is like, and like, let's be clear. I teach at the LB. Like everyone's very fit and yeah, like little and they have like a lot of self-conscious yeah thoughts about like how everyone they look does, and like yeah everyone yeah, does right yeah, yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone, does. everyone does i just want to be like easy button like hit it and be like <laughs> also bad self-thoughts yeah. are out of here like just that is a clear really their brain for nice altruistic yeah. compassionate empathetic answer i mean when i hear that i'm like god like everybody can't be the same i heard caitlin from uh, everyone is the same what is her, what is her, Caitlin, the... A Life Nourish? A Life Nourish, yes. Well, I heard her it. talk this weekend. Were you at like, the Spring Healing? Yes, it was Damn amazing. It, to, it was amazing. I'm, I can't talk about it. I'm so mad I had to miss. I was traveling. I'm so, you, I can't You would have 100% have loved that. Everyone has been like, you would have loved this. I had drinks with Emily mm-hmm. Morgan. And she was like, you would have... I, yeah. I know. I know. Okay, I know. one, they had sound bowls, like sound healing bowls. I can't. It was amazing. Oh. And their studio is beautiful if you ever make it to the yeah, Peaceful Monkey. Yeah, Peaceful Monkey. It's far away from me, but it's it's something that's Cincinnati. You don't see it a lot. Yeah. And, like, I don't think a lot of people know about it. Yeah, so, like, yeah, go yeah. there. If you guys, yeah, if you're not following to um, Emily Morgan, Live in the Movement, she was also mm-hmm. a past episode guest. She puts on so many awesome fitness events around the city, and she just yeah. did this spring healing workshop that Jordan's talking about. All Like, a ton of past What the Fit guests were there. Yes. It was, I like think a, like it was everybody that was, like, a fitness re- professional. Reunion that yeah, I yeah. couldn't even be. Oh, okay, anyway. So, anyway. So, Caitlin was, like, you can't be a Dalmatian and a Chihuahua. Right. And I'm, like, yeah. Like, some people are Dalmatians and some people are Chihuahuas. For like, sure. everybody doesn't have to be the same across the board. Yeah. And I think, like, particularly where I teach is, like, everybody's trying to fit this certain mm-hmm. mold and look the same. Yeah. It's, like, guys, like. It's not going to work. Just be different. Like, right. Just be yourself. Like, I hate to tell you this, but in the world, I mean, like, I work in marketing. Like, the wild cards are the ones that win. Like the people that look different and talk different and do different things. Like those are the people that win in life. Right. Like be different. Don't be the same. That doesn't work out. Exactly. That's great. Exactly. Like Like watch the queen movie. Right. He's like, I don't fit in the format. I'm like, I feel that. I don't fit the format either. Damn right. (laughs) It's just like me at Pure Bar this morning when I. Yeah. You're like, I don't fit this format, but I love it. No, I felt like Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal in China because (laughs) I was like six inches taller than everyone else. But you know what? I still fucking rocked those sliders. And, yeah, and it's ha- at the bar. It's, that is hard. Oh, it's it's really hard. But yeah. it was just a funny moment to like look in the mirror and I'm like, I don't look the same. Why don't I look like <laughs> everybody okay. in this room? It's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so mine, you kind of took it. I, I oh. teleported. Not took it, but the same. Like a teleportation, an apparition. If we're a Harry Potter, like whatever it is, to be yeah. like somewhere, and then somewhere else instantly be incredible like you could just be with people that you loved when you wanted to yes. you could go travel when you wanted to 
I didn't think about just like leaving work, but that's also a great right. Like think about if you're in like a shitty meeting and you'd you're rather like, be like at a workout. You're like bye. <laughs> you're on, like on a treadmill at Barry's. <laughs> you're like immediately running. This is all awesome. EDM music's pumping yeah. in the background. Oh my God. great environment. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we have a incredible, incredible guest to get to, which I think they pretty much have superpowers of their own. Can't wait to talk to them. So thanks so much, Jordan. Appreciate yes, no you. Problem. See ya. My guests today run 50-mile ultramarathons for fun. Not only do they run these epic races in epic places, combined they are also in service to others as fitness trainers specializing in a ton of different areas from Pilates to spinning to bar to personal training and long-distance run groups. I love following both of them in their authentic journeys as they wind their way through trails and beautiful travel destinations, cute pups always by their sides. Please welcome Susie Crossland Dwyer and Anna Wall. You. Yeah. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi. I both have like the most beautiful dogs. Thanks. Oh, they're <laughs> our babies. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. What kind of dog is Jovi? Jovi is an Australian shepherd. And She's like, a cutie. Like beautiful eyes. I will never forget my puppies and pilates experience oh yeah she was right up in your face <laughs> she was at her class <laughs> yeah she had so anna teaches pilates we'll, we'll just like do a really quick thing here and at 12th street pilates and studio s too but you she had a she like it, what was the situation like the appointment ran along or something where you had to bring her to class and it was kind that's of unexpected. what i tell people oh. <laughs> She just likes to it's have her. I just like to have her by the my side. She's my sidekick. <laughs> well, there was no complaints here because yeah. it was like a Matt Pilates class. So we were on the ground and she was just like running. And it was like really soon after you got her. Like she was a baby puppy. Yeah. So we got her when she was um, eight weeks old. And I, that must have been like nine or ten weeks. In, it was so. like the cutest thing. Yeah. It's like I've never minded holding a bridge in my life. If, <laughs> if she's all up in my face. Susie, Give what kind kisses. of pups do you have? Minor shepherd mixes. A lot of people say they look like wolves. They look like wolves. And I'm obsessed with wolves. They so I will totally take that. Have you been to um, the wolf pack in OTR? No, I was going to go shop? last week. And I think she had to close randomly or something. But I've already gone through their whole Instagram profile. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much obsessed I with it I think that already. you will love it. Her dog, Timmy, is a dire wolf. Like it is the largest animal I have ever ever seen in my life in terms of like uh, in the dog family it's is it is it actually a husky or what yeah it's like a like a malamute the, yes okay mm. yeah I, I think my baby I think my baby has some malamute in her she's get, got like that real fluffy puffy coat oh my gosh yeah it's it's beautiful but anyways guys thanks so much for coming on absolutely I appreciate you yeah. I have like so much to talk about. I've been wanting <laughs> Let's I, go. I, I know. I'm like, have to keep on. I have to like keep it. We'll be here for four hours and I have to, I have a lot to say. Was, I, since I've always wanted to have you on from 12th Street, oh, Anna, because awesome. I love your class and I love the reformer and I want to like really dive into Pilates stuff. And then since you had the event, the Pilates event at Sloan, and we went to Pleasantry after. So. Mm -hmm. Susie hosted her studio hosted a Pilates event where Anna taught Pilates, and then we did a little something else too. We did like a there was a little like boot campy piece. Yeah, there was too. some body weight. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. We, we so mixed we did it, and matched. Yeah, at Sloan, like mm -hmm. in on the, the floor, yeah, on the floor, <laughs> yep. amongst the beautiful clothes uh -huh. and scrunchies and bags and shoes. Um, and then we went over to Pleasantry, and I had 
you know, I had known Anna and I brought a friend. But other than that, I had never met anyone that a lot of the people that went to the studio. And it was like so powerful. We just like sat down and we had like apps and we had wine. And I was like, we just chatted. And I was like, this is something very, very special that you have Aww. going on. Like I really felt it and in a way that it was like, you didn't have to do that for us or like you didn't have to even offer this or, or you know, talk, you know, one thing to put on a fitness event at a place, yeah. But then we just like sat down and it was like the connection was so great. Oh, well, that's a huge compliment. I, I say that I, I just like to do all of the things that I like to do yeah. and then <laughs> offer them professionally yes. and do them with other people. And, yeah. I'll, you know, the the fitness is obviously important to me and mm-hmm. um but it's almost secondary the yeah. primary thing for me is connecting with people and um doing it in a deep way yeah. and a way that um is going to have an impact yeah, and a lasting resonate. effect and so that makes me really happy yeah. that you felt that <laughs> no for sure it was great so so yeah so since then I was like I gotta talk to you so so tell us about your studio and you know kind of how it got started it's been open for nine years now right we just celebrated nine years which is whoop, whoop, which yeah. is awesome again <laughs> yeah hear, hear about in a space of Cincinnati where things are just kind of like exploding right now and that's great and there's a lot popping up that it was like but there have been places that have like been around for a while yeah I was actually I just did an interview with Molly from um since he stayed at Bean oh, and um was talking to her about just how interesting it's been for me to see the you know I've been I've been professionally in fitness for like 15 years and mm-hmm. just to see its evolution in Cincinnati and what a special thing we have here of many many studios popping up and I I've always been of the mindset that the more the merrier yeah. there's there's a place for them and um, each one's gonna feed people in a different sure. way and yeah there's um, a place for everyone but yeah. when I when I was looking for space I looked for two years and it was in the middle of the recession. Everyone was rolling their eyes at me when uh-huh. I said, oh, I'm going to open a fitness studio. Yeah, I'm a 29 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we're on Michigan Avenue in Hyde Park Square. And I remember... Dri- location. Well, and I remember driving down the street with my dad and being like, wow, there's a spot in the corner. It's right across from the fire station. Yeah. This is amazing. And I call the guy and I'm like, oh, that's way out of my price range. There's no way. But there were like 10 open spaces within, you know, like a mile radius. Uh-huh. And I'm like, it, it won't hurt to call and just yeah. take the tour. Right. And um, kind of the rest is history. Yeah. But um, yeah, I had been. Where did you come up with the idea? What, what got you into it to begin with? So the interesting thing is when I first started teaching fitness, people would always ask me like, oh, do you want to ever have your own place? Is that of interest to you? And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's yeah, going to be way too work. much responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want the fun parts. Yeah. Um, and so I was teaching a mix of spinning and Pilates mm-hmm. and, um, personal training was my main thing. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of outgrew the place I was teaching at yeah. um not only in a, in a space capacity but I really wanted to dig more into the community aspect mm-hmm. of things and um create kind of like a hub where yeah people weren't just like in and out doing their thing they would want to go across the street and get coffee yeah. or um have it be something that would be more impactful right so stuff outside of just the workout yeah. Yeah. yeah so that that was kind of my start I uh my husband Chris I said to him I was like we're either going to do this now or I probably will never do it. And um, so, yeah, we went for it. 
Damn. Okay, Anna, how did you get into fitness? And so you do Pilates and like personal training. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we will definitely get into the running piece for both of you psychopaths, <laughs> but we'll <laughs> take a second. Gonna take a second for, we're going to set the stage for them first. They're not yet ready. Um, but yeah, so how'd you, you do? What do you do? You do Pilates? Personal Pilates, training. personal training, spinning. Oh, you um, do spinning too. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of like the. You do everything. I do do a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How'd um, you get into it? I kind of started out at Studio S as a client. Mm-hmm. I actually I took the intro series with somebody named Megan, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> oh yeah, good. Yeah, so I took the intro series with Megan. I really and I was taking it with a friend, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of from there I was like, oh, I wonder if I can get paid to do this yeah. because I liked it so much. Yeah. Um, Had you done like group fitness before? No, I was not. Well, I mean, okay, so back up like growing up i i was an athlete i was a tomboy yeah what sports did you play i played mostly volleyball but i dabbled in everything okay so like i actually never knew that fact about you oh yeah i can see that Mm -hmm. i can see that yeah that's the the one that i stuck with you can get close to the ground (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i was uh i was the barrel and the setter in the back row so i was i was digging it yeah 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 um but always had an appreciation for like movement fitness Mm -hmm being healthy yeah and um i started teaching Mm part-time and then pilates kind of evolved into personal training because Mm -hmm. people are like oh you have an eye for detail and Mm -hmm. form and paying attention to what i'm doing and so then i was like well if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this and so you know part-time teaching turned into full-time teaching and here i am now so well, and I always had this secret plan, too. The, the second Anna started, Anna was one of those people from the get-go. You know, we kind of have a protocol at the studio. Like, we're going to, you know, run them through some things, see right. how they respond, and do some practice things. And and I think I've told you this, but for her very first session, I was like, damn, I think I just learned a few things. And I've been doing this a while. She was, a, awesome she was a total feedback. natural. Yeah. She was, And uh, so it was my secret plan from the get-go to, like, how do I get her to, right. to do this on a like full-time a, basis? Yeah, so. like a little apprentice. Yeah, yeah she was yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah, that I did notice. That's the one thing, like, when I first started going to 12th Street, and it was honestly through Class Pass, and because I live right up the hill on Prospect Hill, and I was like, this is great, a fitness studio I can walk to? Like, what is better? Mm-hmm. And I had taken a reformer class um, somewhere else, and I, like, loved it because it was muscles that I just didn't even – fully one know how to activate and use and mm-hmm. so I was like this is a challenge and like I want to get better at it um so came to 12th street and then just the like the precision and the focus on form and the for me I love Pilates so much because I have to really think about it and it's like one of the only workouts where I don't even need music or I don't even want music because mm-hmm. I'm just so focused on like you know breathing or like activating this muscle or like engaging this muscle and like trying to make it come from the core mm-hmm. and you were so great about just like form correction and like really just use those muscles thank yeah. you yeah, yeah. And, and as a genius when it comes to getting you to feel it in the in the right way yeah and I truly believe that Pilates and anything really like personal training Pilates any class that you go to is a practice and so like to hear you even say like oh activation I'm like oh praise baby Jesus like yes that is it (laughs) 
<laughs> that's what I want. Um, and and really taking the time to set people up and put them in the right place. And, right. you know, the more that you do it, the more you can connect dots and build body awareness and yes. just, you know, continue to evolve and, and yeah. keep going from yeah. there. So well, Especially with Pilates, it's like if you're not really thinking about it or you're not engaging your muscles the way that you should be, it's like you can kind of just go through the motions and you're not really getting everything out of it. And I always think about like, Eric Nobby mm-hmm. or like Michelle at mm-hmm. Queen City Kettlebell, like their focus on like this is the muscle you should need to be activating totally. And like sh- Michelle's like always getting on me about my glutes. Like I like don't have a great. <laughs> it's like the buzzword. I like, like cannot. Turn I on. couldn't find mine for the longest time, yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, okay, that's I'm what that is. Continuing to work <laughs> too, but Eric just like yeah, doing the the assessment and being like, oh no this is what you have to engage and because you're not this is what your problem is like it's fascinating right well and the beautiful thing is I think that like as soon as you get those pieces of it even as soon as you get the core piece of Pilates you see how it influences absolutely everything every movement because you're doing you can totally have that feeling of like oh this is what a plank feels like mm-hmm. yeah no that's so true so while we're on the topic I have some questions about Pilates I wrote this down I need to know so the reformer obviously that's we know what the reformer is Matt Pilates, right? You're on the mat. Uh-huh. Okay. Chair Pilates, which that was the first time at Twelve Street I took that. That is a whole, it's a whole other ball of wax. Separate <laughs> ball game. It's can be super challenging. The Cadillac is like the big in Twelve Street machine in the corner. Mm-hmm. Like, how is that different from the Reformer? Um, it's just like the so apparatus. <laughs> There's it's interesting because a lot of the movements it it all comes it stems from mat but the fact that you have something to push against this resistance something to help you something to to realize like I need to yeah 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 like this is where I need to push to in order to feel the opposition in the movement Mm -hmm. um but the Cadillac basically looks like a four post bed with mm-hmm. like springs attached to it. Mm-hmm. So Pilates came up with all this like equipment. Like a torture chamber, honestly. <laughs> yeah. That's what they like. Seriously, based on um, rehabbing soldiers back in the day. So the reformer was actually a hospital bed that he took springs off of the underside of the bed and attached them to the top and or the bottom of the bed. I so, had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just had, a, just on uh, the other day, we had a, client joking with our instructor about you know if I ever go to prison I am going to be super fit to be able to do a Pilates workout in prison I said well you know it actually was designed off of a hospital I had no idea yeah Yeah. so um but the Cadillac it doesn't move so you are the mover on the Cadillac whereas on the reformer the carriage moves yeah so I would say that's probably the main difference is it would you say like the next level up from a reformer like do you have do you have to like you know start at mat and then you would you know they're like levels when you go through the training Mm -hmm. um mat and reformer are always like that beginner step and then pretty much everything that you learn in those two places you can apply to the chair the cadillac the ladder barrel this that and the other right there's like all these other pieces of equipment so i was yeah the question the ladder barrel is that the thing on the wall up it looks, it's like a hump with um, the little wooden rungs, I rungs attached to it. I've never used that one. Yeah. I've never used a Cadillac. I've never used the ladder barrel. And then uh, what's an Avalon system? That is, so that's like Riel's baby who he, I went through a program called um, Body Arts and Sciences International. That's okay. his, he developed this piece of equipment that's basically like 
a chair that's also a kind of like a Cadillac that he, I mean it's like his trying brain to child. figure out ways to like put your body and <laughs> make your body move weird way okay yeah kind of yeah, yeah. and I would argue that a- any of the the apparatuses you could do something beginner or you could do something totally. super advanced okay so yeah I so you do don't do have to progress from right. the mat to the reformer okay. to no. the okay. uh-uh. chair to the Cadillac okay yeah okay interesting thank you for bringing that full circle <laughs> yeah. no I I'm really really into Pilates and the reformer I'm really into it I, like I it listened to an episode where you said mega if reformer I became a cons- an I instructor that you would consider becoming a Pilates instructor, I, that is so. that is where I would go but I'm not I need to I'm not there yet well, I have like an actual work job that takes a lot of my time. When at you the are, moment, yeah. you know where to go. <laughs> you know, yeah, hit me up, girl. How long is how long is training? Like how how what is like really the time investment for it? For me, it was um, okay. So four weekends, Friday okay. through Sunday. Okay, which ended up being twelve sections going through like all of the equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a mandatory 200-hour personal practice, 200-hour practice, like practical to teach classes, and then 100 hours of observation. Oh, God. Okay. A test, a paper. <laughs> 100 hours, and, like 100, yeah. 101-hour class. I literally, I mean, and I was working at the time. So I was like teaching in the morning, working, and then going back to the studio to teach again and or observe classes so that I could get my hours to oh then test gosh. out. So it was that's the program's no joke. At yeah. least the one that I went right, through was right, right. yeah, it was serious. So well, and that's what I would yeah. I would argue like it really depends on how much you want to get out of it. Like Anna totally. did, Anna did a version that is I would totally recommend. Mm-hmm. And one of the unfortunate things about our industry right now is that you can do a super condensed version and right. still be quote certified. There's no right. like. Actually, Pilates is one of the areas where there's more of a standard mm-hmm. um, than, say, personal training or indoor cycling or anything like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So you can kind of do a hack job on it. But it's true. I don't, I re- I don't recommend it. No, please don't. <laughs> with those, like, or with anything. Focus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, true. With those form focuses, Pilates, I feel like, like you just got to do like the full Monty. Like, yeah. Do it all. But, Susie, could go back to you. How did you get into fitness to begin with? Like, where did it stem from? You just like... Um, you know, it was one of those things that I always just saw as a hobby, like something mm-hmm. I was super obsessed with. Yeah. I, I kept it hardcore in the hobby category. Yeah. And I don't know if that was me, like, not seeing the huge calling that was there or trying to right. avoid that or calling. Just, like, time to process. Time to process. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I first graduated college, I was teaching a workshop and that... really quick, I know you went to Miami. I went to Miami. I went to Miami, yep. too. Now, to be fair, I went to IU and then I went to Miami. So I don't feel like a total (laughs) why Red Hawk graduated (laughs) because I am also a transfer student. So I went to John Carroll. (laughs) Okay, I went to John Carroll in Cleveland. My high five sister. That's awesome. Very unknown fact and something that I also just don't like to talk about because I'm a Red Hawk. I feel it in my heart and my blood. Um, But anyways, I digress. Continue. (laughs) Not important. It's okay. (laughs) So um, at the time I had kind of been, I I was kind of doing um, what I, three different things. I was um, working as an editor. That was kind of my full-time job. Um, I was teaching spinning just for total fun. Yeah. And then um, I was co-teaching, co-creating a workshop called What Should I Do With My Life with my mom. And Uh. it was a workshop where... We would take people through like a weekend yeah. of exercises and 
Um, Exercises like physical and. Sorry, no, just just like deep dive writing exercises, exploratory. Um, It was a mix of um, she has a background in uh, she's a PhD in psychology. Mm. She used to teach a course that was similar to this at UC. Okay. So um, I was kind of doing that on the side with her. And just to be fully in the process, I would do the exercises every time we took a group through them. Right. And um, part of our process was about the themes that continued to pop up. And fitness just, I mean, I don't know how many of these workshops I let. It just kept popping up. And so I finally decided that um, if I was going to follow my own advice, I needed to... um, drop down and only have one category and that one category needed to be fitness mm. so <clears throat> it took a long time I was, gonna say, like I was working all three jobs for probably four or five years yeah. until I could get to the point where I could do fitness full-time where do you think like if you can look back now was where was the, the block or the resistance was it that y- you were comfortable doing something else or that you just wanted to be a hobby or um, yeah, I think I had other other interests at the time. I hadn't really fully envisioned it. Um, I had always been a mover. I'd always been an athlete, but I'd always also been like, if I was on a soccer team, I really enjoyed it, but I was always like the worst player on the soccer team. So it didn't feel like I'm the captain of the team. I'm going to go play college yeah, soccer, yeah. even though that yeah. was a dream of mine. Yeah. Um, it, it just didn't fall in my lap, I right. guess. Right, right, right. right. So... Um, and also at the time, so my degree is in comparative religion, which seems like it would be super on the other end of the spectrum. But I really think what I do now and comparative religion, like the core is exactly the same. It's about figuring out what drives people. And yeah, so for a long time, I thought I wanted to teach or I thought I wanted to, you know, just keep going up more mm-hmm. education in that department. And um I think it's sometimes of just it takes time and experience and like doing things to be like, oh, this I couldn't have imagined this. Mm-hmm. But now that it's happening, it, it couldn't have been any other way mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. and simply by doing the exercises. I mean, one of the exercises that we used to do and this is going to make it sound super basic. It wasn't this simple, but um, was making a list of like your 50 favorite memories that's and a I, lot. It's a lot. But you see the themes that start to come up in those memories and the things that come to you quickly. And you're supposed to do it in a way that, like, you're not overthinking what the memories are. You're just kind of scribbling them right. down. Okay. And then pulling the theme out from there. And it was so obvious <laughs> when, I st- when, I, you know, when I started doing those That's things. Like when, yeah. um, you know, I think the, the biggest teacher is seeing things in, in the rearview mirror. And right. That was definitely a a moment where I was like, okay, I can't avoid this any longer. So actually, I was super upset. I I had just gotten certified in spinning. It was my first certification in the studio where I was going. And then I first started to teach at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, The weekend that Chris and I got married, uh, this was in 2004, um, the guy who started spinning and was like my major guru Uh at the time, Johnny G., he was coming to that studio, and the studio, I mean, there was, like, maybe 20 bikes in the studio, yeah. 
And I seriously said to Chris, I'm seriously considering (laughs) skipping our morning wedding activities so I can go and ride with those guys. He was like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, no, how do I make this happen? It's like, I don't one bit regret marrying Chris, but I do regret missing his class. Oh, my God. And here you are thinking, I don't know how important fitness is to me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Duh, Susie. (laughs) Okay, I want to. I, we've got to talk about you guys running. Running, I I have been just thinking about this for a very long time, and I cannot wrap my mind around how you even think that you can run fifty miles. Like, how, where were you in a place? Be like, I think I can do this. She's run like t- uh, ten, uh, which like, by I, the way. I, <laughs> so I know because I saw on the internet that you've <laughs> run. I'm gonna. I wrote this down too. Six. Ultra marathons on five continents in eight weeks. And I looked up because I was like, what's an ultra marathon? Do you know what it says? There is no limit. It just says an ultra marathon is anything, this is true. O- anything over the standard <clears throat> time, 23 miles of a marathon. And then it was like up, up to whatever you want it to be. Like, this is totally true. I was like, yeah. What? <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> no, my, my mind is so blown. I can... I can understand. I can wrap it around how someone's like, I'm going to train for a marathon or a half marathon. You know, I did a half marathon back in 2012. It was like a a fitness goal of mine that was like, I'm going to do this. I had a little training program regimen. Looking back now, like it was so, I finished it. I didn't walk. That was great. Whatever. Mm -hmm. But I had no idea what I was doing. And then the marathon, even I can understand, you know. 20, what is it? 23 point 26 point 26. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. 26. <laughs> don't forget the 3.2. No, see, <laughs> see how I don't those know. really count. Yeah. I can. That's a lot. That's a long time. Right. It's a very long distance. I can understand it. 50 miles. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you're not even running on a flat ground. You know, you're not in a city. You're like, these a, are trails. It's on yep. a trail. Yeah. These on are a trails. trail. On like a, ma- like, Okay, I need to see, I'm gonna stop. I need you to <laughs> I need you to tell us about this experience. I need you like how did it how did you decide? How did you get there? Uh, all of it. I need to hear it all. Okay. I'm gonna start. Yeah. Um yeah, you're training for one right now. Yeah. Yes. Well oh. I think the first thing I would say is that it's like anything in life, it's all relative. And so, you know, I, I think all three of us are people who um we're, we're never going to be done like that we have you know we have that yeah. that bone in our body that is always going to yeah. want a little bit something more mm-hmm. for the better mm-hmm. so I would say that that's that's the basis of it mm-hmm. and um my first one you know I'm trying to put myself in the place um so actually my introduction to um endurance sport or ultra endurance sport was uh doing iron man and okay it's what is an iron man so an iron man is um a oh man i'm gonna get the swim distance wrong 2.4 mile swim 112 mile bike and then a marathon 26.2 miles so (laughs) (laughs) and open water you're swimming too and uh, yeah and actually swam in the um in, in in louisville which is the ohio oh so It wasn't as gross as it sounds. Um, So again, how did you even think like I can do this? You were just like, I'm going to try it. I'm going to go for it. 
yeah, it was something brand new that uh, I mean. Do you have a swim background? Because I I no, I would say cycling is my strongest sport. I I was terrified. I spent months terrified of the swim, and the swim actually ended up being the easiest part, in my personal opinion. Yeah. So it was really Ironman that introduced me to a, a a sensation I have never had before, and that I think is. Um, you get to really quickly when you're doing some kind of ultra endurance event or even an endurance event, which is like a true felt sense of, um, Oh, it's hard to put into words. A lot of people, if you've ever heard of a flow state. Yes. Um, so flow state is what I experienced in Ironman. And when I got done, I said, I, whatever that was, you gotta do it again. I got, I need it again and I need it like for the rest of my life. I mm-hmm. can understand that. Um, it's almost like a, when I think of this, it, everything that comes to mind now is like, this is no longer a physical feat. This is your mental. You've got, we've, you've gone past a, it's your mind has got to, you've got to get to your mind to be able to do stuff like this. Cause this isn't just a run-of-the-mill type of activity so that makes sense yeah. and I can understand what you mean once you like feel that feeling that you'd want to keep it going mm-hmm. yeah okay I can understand thank you I, so that's my beginning it. okay that makes sense <laughs> and then I <laughs> in all honesty um so it was in search of um that same feeling and then I was at a point in the studio where I was literally there like Almost every so hour what does of the day. Training look like you have to devote so much. Yeah, time. it's so much. And what I it was it almost became a safety zone for me. So I was spending you know thirteen to fifteen hours in the studio every day with clients working nonstop. And I said, oh, if I put something on the training calendar, like it became, it became a time when this is just for me, right? Because there was no other space in my day that was just for me. It was taking care of someone. It was working on the business. It was. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it was a, it was simply a way to carve out yeah. me time, time in my head, time to process. I think there's something very healing about about being in the woods and um, being alone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So you got going with that. You completed an Ironman. Iron Man, and then uh, then then the fifty miler was the was the one where I'm like I need this carved out space. My first fifty miler. So I'd run a bunch of different marathons. Yeah. Um, and when did yeah. you when when was the point where you, where you realized like that like okay I I'm I can do this or I have like a knack for this or like this is something that I can like keep going and sustain. Because like I think about it now and I'm like know if I could I don't know if I'm physically capable <laughs> of doing that I I I think if the desire is there okay yeah I think anyone so like can do it if the desire is there yeah, I, I mean and the thing that some people misunderstand about a, a race this long is like you're not running a eight nine ten minute mile yeah. for 50 miles like right even the even the people who win these things they're hiking the uphills and running the the downhills and the flats like a lot of them are mountainous a lot of them have a lot of vertical yeah um and that is also more my style is like the interval nature Mm -hmm. of a trail Mm -hmm. and so you know I I enjoy that yeah yeah um so you did all these crazy long ones what prompted this like ultra marathon around the world trip around the world trip just 
crazy. I mean, you could say there are a lot of different origins. I, um, I, I kind of have a process where I just listen for what is to come next. Mm-hmm. And that, that process is hard to describe. But I, I would pinpoint it back to I was an ambassador for um, Lululemon for many years. And I had the, the privilege of going to um, they sent some of their ambassadors to what they call Summit in Whistler, where basically yeah. people, ambassadors from all over the world, come together and they put them and through like a weekend of motherfuckers in a room who are goal setting yes. <laughs> and you're like oh that's your goal okay well my goal is this thing kind of absolutely yeah i can no, see but, it now um some of the language that they use um uh one of the questions they asked at the very end was like if you were going to have what they call a big ask of someone what would it be and a big ask is a question that is a big question it's kind of a bold question um, and the person who's responding to that question has, you know, three options. They can say absolutely no, they can say absolutely yes, or they can say, let me get back to you by the end of the week. That's kind of the language that they use with it. And I came home and I said to my husband, I was like, you know, we're, we're in this unique space where Lululemon, we have some amazing relationships with them. They have um, they have connections all over the world. Yeah. I want to make a big ask of them. So what would our big ask of them be? And um, I already kind of had this like around the world trip kind of brewing in the yeah. back of my head. And so, I mean, it was honestly, <laughs> I, sh- I shot Chris's pants off. We, we went over to Don Pablo's one night and had a margarita the size of my head. And <laughs> I said to him, I was like, I want to take a trip around the world and I want to run an ultra marathon on every continent. And I want to do that next year or a year and a half, I think was the timeline. And he was like, and have you gone crazy? Yeah, right. But your husband also <laughs> is an endurance he's, athlete. He's too, a correct? phenomenal runner. Yeah. So he, he got it, he, except his brain couldn't wrap itself around like, okay, oh, we definitely right, don't have fine. the money. Yeah. We definitely don't have the time. Oh, yeah. How is this all going to happen? And um, we just took it piece by piece. And yeah. so we started by saying, um, okay, we got on Facebook, maybe a little tipsy that night and mm-hmm. said, who anywhere in the world has a place that we can seriously stay for a day, a week, anywhere in the world. So we bought a, we bought a world map. And we put down all the names on the world map. And then we intersected those with, um, A, a place where we could do some sort of mountain okay. ultramarathon. Um, and so this was like, these weren't set already. Like, you were going to set them. So we did self-supported. Yeah. Um, I mean, we would have loved to have done, like, a sanctioned race in each place with the timing. Yeah. We, had, we basically had to do one a week. So the timing wasn't going to work out with the travel I'm and like all sh- that. I'm shaking my head. Like, <laughs> one, all t- okay, keep going. Um, so we we looked at all the names. People were super generous with what they threw out. I mean, we had places all over the world, and then we said, "What's you know, what's kind of on our quote list? Mm-hmm. What has um, you know, what has the trails and the natural beauty needed to be an intersection?" And we went from there and, you know, we just started talking to people and seeing how serious they were. And, um, so where did you go? Where did you run? So we, we started in, um, Patagonia. That one was actually totally self-supported. We camped in, um, Torres del Paine 
um, park, so which you, was... Like, you don't have little water stations. <laughs> you don't have porta potty. No, girl. You don't just get rough in you it. Get the bananas and the granola bar oh, no. at the end with the little foil cape. There is no t-shirt. There is no metal. There is no porta potty station. shit. But you know what? All the other stuff, you know, it's... Yeah. So we started in Patagonia. Um, we, from there we flew to New Zealand. Um, oh we had a friend God. living in New Zealand. I actually got the flu that week. That was the only sanctioned race we had on the calendar. Um, and you say sanctioned, it's like planned out. Like this is like, like a organizing body is yes, doing yes, it. Okay. Um, so, so I ended up staying in bed for that one and Chris ran that one. So back up, how long was the ultra marathon in Patagonia? How long did you, what was the mileage? Um, I think that one was like 30 two or 33 miles i want to say and is it like you're in a mountain area mountainous area y- yeah basically What's the, <laughs> what was the weather like the weather is beautiful that that is a place on the planet where i could go back to a million trillion times yeah. um i mean the trails were pretty technical but yeah. it yeah it was it was really beautiful when you say technical what does that mean um it means that they're not just like it's like the opposite of like a paved path so there's a lot of roots or rocks or stones or you have to be really careful about your footing yeah as anna unfortunately found out this week (laughs) (laughs) so um so yeah uh so we started in patagonia we went to new zealand i didn't do the sanctioned race i waited two days i still had the flu Mm -hmm. but i still ran an ultra a couple days later chris rode alongside me on a bike um, in New Zealand. In New Zealand. Okay. So you and did your own. I did my own. And then um, we did Australia, which ended up being the hardest one for me. Why was it the hardest? So we Granted, had... S- not taking into account that you just had the flu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still kind of I still kind of had the flu. <laughs> um, so we, um, we did it in this area, which I would totally recommend to anyone, called Wilson's Promontory, which is basically... It's on the very tip of Australia, um, the last outpost, basically, before you would take a boat and go to Tasmania. Um, and the night before, the, we camped in this campground. Um, it was, like, bumping. There were families. Yeah. There were there were tons and tons of people. So we're like, okay, this is going to be just fine. Because yeah. safety is a concern uh, when you don't have a cell signal. Chris and I were splitting up for a lot of them because our paces vary so greatly. Um, so you know making sure we have water access and things like that and like okay we're gonna be fine so much thought and planning that would go into it how like you don't have a cell phone where google map how do you know where you're going so a lot of them we had like the route downloaded onto our watch or something like that um or just following the trail system and like a satellite phone yeah let's be clear these people do not fuck around (laughs) when it comes to like please this one is like the master maestro planner extraordinaire. You have to be. Yeah. You would have to be to do something like that, which is like, I want to also acknowledge like that. The physical feat, so, so, so difficult. The organizing, the planning. The logistical, the logistics, yeah. logistics, like that is also. Well, okay. and let's also be clear. There were so many times where it didn't go right. Yeah. So. I <laughs> <laughs> um, made it back. You're here today. So. <laughs> yeah. So we There's get not we a movie g- made about you guys. <laughs> well, yeah, thank, thank God. God. Thank God. Um, so we got started uh, <clears throat> that day, and I just was not like from the get go, mile one. I'm like, this is not going to be pretty. But um, so we lost cell signal pretty quickly. 
Chris had gone ahead. Um, it became very clear, like in the first five miles, we were not going to see anyone all day. Mm. Um, the water source was not what we thought it was. There was a lot of like, when there was water, it was either the ocean or like some swampy oh God, areas. About yeah. So I was about halfway through, this ended up being like a 13 or a 14 hour day. I was, I was about seven or eight hours into it, kind of at the halfway point where like, you either go back or you go forward. Yeah. And I was majorly dehydrated uh -huh. because the water wasn't there. We were using these filters called the Grail, which um, they were one of our sponsors and they were awesome, mm -hmm. where you just like scoop it up and you like push down and it like filters any water in the world. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Wow, cool. Um, but you couldn't even do that with like this swamp water. Yeah. And then um, I almost stepped on, uh, kind of my breaking point was I was kind of, out of it and I almost stepped on um a king brown I was knew that you were gonna <laughs> snake <laughs> I knew <it>. and <sighs> I just had the realization like I'm dehydrated I'm out here literally Chris or anyone sorry mom um would not find me for you know for a while um so I'm in my brain I'm like okay do you suck I remind like do I suck the poison out like I'm trying to remind myself oh, no. of like what you do or don't do when you get when you, you get, get a like a super a poisonous snake bite what do you do what do you do tell us what do you do you can't ask Surrey what to do because you're on fucking Australia yeah so I, I was having a lot of those moments and the trail was covered with these um it was dirt it wasn't that technical but basically from the knees down these ferns like came over the trail mm -hmm. so as you're stepping you can't really see yeah. what you're stepping on and I felt this after that after the King Brown uh incident happened I felt this like whack on my leg and I was like that's it I'm oh, I'm no. dead like that's this, I'm it, done I'm dead. um and I look up and it was a kangaroo tail a kangaroo oh, was like whoa. hopping off <laughs> into the bush oh my gosh um and also kangaroos like we think of them as like oh and there's like cute things a kangaroo will fuck yeah, you up <laughs> yeah oh yeah they're they're no joke so anyway we had bought these walkie talkies that were quote on the package supposed to be like a 20 mile range mm -hmm. on them but we didn't account for that 20 mile range like if there's mountains or whatever it's it's not it's more like honestly like a mile range oh. so I kept trying the walkie talkie Chris kept trying his he was ahead of me and finally we got within like a mile or two range of each other and um he saved my ass oh. he had water and got me to the finish oh my god but got her was... to the finish <laughs> but that was that was definitely definitely my heart like i i yeah i so thought i was gonna die that day from australia and so then you still have uh three three, three left to go yes <laughs> where did you go after that so we went to Hong Kong. Um, we had friends actually working for Lululemon in Hong Kong. And right. we didn't do it in the city. There are all these um, islands yeah. that are, are pretty remote and um, like back, like set back in time. Yeah. Um, so that was Hong Kong. And then South Africa, okay. Cape Town, we did from there. We did part of Table Mountain. Like I'm looking at the map of the world in my mind. I'm like, this is so much It's travel. a lot of travel. Yeah, so the, our, the name of the exploration was called Explore the Edges because we were like kind of on the edge of oh. each one of the continents. So, then after so that's Africa, one of the themes that evolved. Yeah. So from, um, and our, our biggest travel day was going from Cape Town. We um, arrived in Dublin, just oh, happened to be on St. Yeah. Patrick's Day. 
and we did Northern Ireland as our um, as our final one. So I'm just coming off of some work travel. I went to Panama and Costa Rica. So, you know, I had coming back from Costa Rica with like a layover in Charlotte, whatever. It's like a 12, 13 hour day of travel. And I felt wrecked after it. You know, like I'm just like you're, you're sitting all day and it's like whatever. And it's like, how did you manage all the travel on top of then just like going out and running? Like my my feet were so swollen from traveling and I wore compression <laughs> socks. Yes, I had no. to put them up a wall. Like I can't. Yeah, it's another it's a whole nother sport in itself. The travel, the travel. But, you know, honestly, in the moment, it was amazing because you don't have work yeah. stress. Yeah, we weren't running the other days of the week, which so all in all, recovering. Are you like recovering? if we might run a 35 or 40 mile ultra marathon, but we weren't, which is in a weekly mileage, a low mileage for ultra training, like 35 or 40 miles. So overall, you're doing less miles within a week than you would say at home in training. Like I know Anna's doing more than that right now. Um, so, but that being said, during it was, it was so great. The travel, we were super surprised at how well we adjusted. Yeah. But um, it would it's been like two years now since that we've been home and I'm still dealing with some of the after effects of the stress really? of it. I mean, so it, it came later. Incredibly it came later. Your body. Yeah. But an amazing feat to do. What did the training look like leading up to it? I honestly don't even remember. <laughs> it was such a shit show. That's, that's fine. This is a good place to talk about Anna. Yes. Her now training. Yes. For a 50 She miler. is in the thick of it. And what is, so how did you just, how did you get into these like long distance runs? Is this your longest one that you've done? This is the longest one that I've done. And I will point the finger at the girl sitting next to me. Because she's like inspiring you. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of that. But then also, um, a mutual friend of ours was running a a hundred mile trail race. Nope. Nope. (laughs) In, uh, Leadville, Colorado (laughs) of all places. So you've got elevation, you've got a hundred miles. It's crazy. No. So in order to crew for her thinking that there would be a chance that she would need some help to get through it on uh-huh. the second and 50. You say, and you say help as in like, she's a partner, like a pacer. There, yeah. There? Somebody okay. to pace her to the finish line. So from totally. mile 50 to a hundred. I would need that. Yeah. So just knowing there was another human doing this with me and like that I had to like be accountable for someone else would, would totally help me. Totally. Yeah. And there's such a nutritional aspect to it too. So as a, as you know, when Anna's a pacer, she's like making sure that person is taking calories in and refilling yes. their water bottle. Stop it's more it. than it's more than like just a running caretaker. companion. Yeah, yeah, caretaker. Yeah, totally. So you knew that you maybe had to like get in. I was like, oh, okay, so if like I'm going to help her run, then yeah. I should probably run more than, you know, 10 miles, which was like my jam. I was like really good on the like 10 to 15 to t- maybe 20 miles. So like that, that that would be like a day you would go out and be like, I'm going to run 10 miles. Well, like, and this was on trail too. So I was a road runner up until this point. And then it was like introducing this whole like trail baby Which effect. I remember you were very, very nervous about yeah. getting on a trail because you didn't want to get poison ivy. Uh, yeah, that's my Achilles heel. <laughs> <laughs> You've come a long way. I have come a long way, you except it's early, Susie. <laughs> I, I am seeing the leaves. You are of gonna three. be Can't just, just wear all fine. Long sleeve things and be okay. I mean, I'm not. Chrissy not, literally not saw me at my worst. I was like, "This is like I was teaching Pilates class. I was going, you guys, 
I'm gonna get poison ivy. How do I avoid getting poison we ivy? Like, like this is as, literally as like we're doing like the 100. We're trying to think of, <laughs> of like Amazon. Ha- like, yeah. could you try this? What can you do? <laughs> so yeah, no. Embarrassingly enough, that's like what I'm more afraid of than the mileage is getting poison ivy. So that's where my head is at. But um, yes, I am in the thick of training right now for a 50 miler. I got inspired. Um, Kind of like if you were to sign up to do like a hydration station for a marathon, like yes. everybody gets on that marathon high. Right. You see people compete and you're like, wow, this is so awesome. I wonder yeah. if I could do this. And I so then it. you just kind of like dive in. Yep. So a lot of um, questions that I get it just in general about like, oh, like what do you do to get into trail running? Well, you just, you just do it. Trail run. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, 20 miles or whatever, like start small, yeah. find a trail and just start like walking. And yeah. then if that feels good, start running yeah. and then, you know, go from there. But, um, yeah, no, I have Susie to blame for this. What's your mileage look like right now? Like, what are you going on? And I know, so you're just, you just, you just rolled your ankle. Huh? So I rolled my ankle on Tuesday, um, and I'm a little stubborn. So I literally, like after it happened, I heard a snap, I felt a snap and I was like, oh. I really did something bad and, and then, then how i far are you out on the trail what do you oh this you is get... two miles in <laughs> oh, well at least so, it's not yeah. like you can like kind of cobble back not that far I mean, but she finished yeah. 10 miles i finished i did 10 miles because <laughs> again i'm stubborn <laughs> <laughs> so well but no i sat there and i was like i didn't get up i like i was mentally you fell over pissed i so i think what i mean i it's all footwork when Susie talks about technical like rocks roots elevation whatever yeah. anything that can get in your way to make the run yeah. hard yeah um so down at devu park which i i'm like devu park plays dirty it really screwed me oh. because i hit a rock and i went down and i was like okay can i move my foot like what what am i gonna do here so i could luckily i could move my foot and then i tried to put weight on it and i was like okay i'm fine like i'll just shake it off and you know whatever yeah. um so thank God, like no major issues there. Mm-hmm. You but can put like weight on it, which you like, can uh, yeah. you can put weight on it. Yeah. Um, so I'm dealing with that right now. I'm going to go back to the road and give the trail a minute a break, uh-huh. just because I'm trying to be very smart with my training. I don't yeah. want to overexert my ankle if it's not happy. I'd rather just kind of let it get better yeah. and and when go is from the there. race? July 27th in Cleveland. It is the Burning River 50 uh-huh. miler. Okay. Um, there's also a 100 mile race that her husband, Chris, is going to be slated to do at that oh at that God. point in time as well. So we'll hopefully be there together. Yeah. So so prior to your injury, how many miles a week are you running? Um, let's see. Uh, I think I'm like it, right now I'm into like 50 miles a week, but. What's like a long, the longest run you'll do? The longest, longest in a run, day. Like, leading up to the race. So I'm, you're pr- maybe you're not there yet. I don't uh, know. No. I'm, just, I'm just thinking of like my half marathon training where it was like uh, the week you'll do mm-hmm. nine miles and then the next. Absolutely. Week, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't really do the 13, but. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm just about 14 weeks out right now. And the most mileage I will do in a day is 30. But right now the, the system that I'm working in, it's like based off of a, a schedule that Susie sent me is. In order to do something like this, you need to do back-to-back long runs or back-to-back runs. Like so a that day you can... long and another, the next day long. Right. Correct. So, like, my long run days are Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Um, so, like, for example, this Saturday I was slated to run 20 miles and then do 10 on Sunday. Okay. Um, 
instead I think I'm going to, well, I know I'm going to run on Saturday. I'm planning on doing 15. She's and looking then, at us and like, I, am I allowed to do it? And <laughs> Is then, this okay? Uh, no. And then the next day, I, get, I, get. I will see how I feel. If I can do another 15, I might try that or 10 mm. um, so that I can still stick to that. But um, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a do lot. Do you do anything on the side? Do you do like yeah. cross training? Uh, cross training is like my thing. Yeah. That is my well, saving grace. So yeah. when I did my 50K last year in um, October, um, I've been going to Queen City Kettlebell two times a week and I see I Michelle. I love them over there yeah they're amazing michelle is super super great good coach she's a great coach they've got a lot of great coaches yeah they have they have a ton of great coaches but michelle i I love training with her she's i mean she's wonderful yeah um but i strength train two times a week um as cross training i think it's super important that's like my biggest philosophy is like do something that is going to complement your movement so Mm -hmm. i if i'm you know, running 50 miles a week, I, I've got the cardio and the endurance piece on lock. So what can I do to better myself, make myself stronger, keep the injuries at bay, um, and just be smart about my training. So that has been a huge piece for me. How do you come, how do you get these like training plans or like, how do you know how to train for something like that? Is it just like a Google search or like a, tried and true method how do you train to run 50 miles <laughs> i asked i i went to the, the yeah i am looking at <laughs> like, how do you, how do i went straight it? to the source i was how like do i don't know? know how i'm gonna do this you can't hell hegged in a 50 no. i mean so when i first started doing it yeah i i did google search and there was like nothing it's it's really it's come into ultra ultra running has come into its own like even in the last few years yeah um but at the time there was basically like one book or maybe two books mm-hmm. and a few articles online. Um, definitely nothing for like the, the, the back to back weeks that we did. I, I think once you do it a few times, it becomes fairly intuitive. Okay. Like, you know, you know, that line, you know that you have to bump up against a line that is really difficult and you're tired and you're cranky and all those things. Um, I always tell our running team, like there's a difference between, um, overreaching and overtraining. You want overreaching. You want something that's going to require your body to adapt with the appropriate amount of rest. Mm -hmm. You don't want overtraining. And I really do think it takes like years. I I would say it takes five years to become like a really good runner. Um, and you guys do like run groups, right? Like you had a, a do you, do you have a we have pig? a flying pig training group. Mm-hmm. That would be uh, see that is for me. I would be the way I'd have to go. Yeah. Of like you, I need a group to do it with. Yeah. I need someone to tell me what to do. It, support all that. And, and I th- I think that's so important. I think yeah. so many people underestimate that group element and just like taking their brain away and letting yeah. us do the planning of the schedule and the the specifics of the coaching. Right. So um, even though I've always kind of been a solo runner. Like there's huge value even for me as a coach mm-hmm. in having the group, yeah. like the accountability factor. And are you doing those 15 miles with us on Saturday? I'm gonna tomorrow? do it. Yeah, that's what my plan is. Okay. To do <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we basically have two more. We well, 
I don't know when, when this will come out, but we basically have two more uh, Saturdays until the pig. Are you the running pig. the pig? I'm personally not running yeah, it. You're but just training with them? Yeah. Do you, are, you, are you doing anything right now? Are you training for anything right now? I have something in the works, but I have oh. not announced okay, it yet. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll keep, keep it keep it tight until you're ready to go. <laughs> I, there's one piece, too, before we get to, like, our final question that I wanted to touch on, because I think it's important for people to hear and to understand, like, once you, clearly, both of you, like, fitness is a part of your life, and it's not something that, you know, you have to kind of even feel motivation for or, like, be in the mood, you know, whatever. It's just, like, part of part of you part of me too but the piece too that of like you posted something recently that was like not every day is a good day mm-hmm. you know and like not every day feels good and you don't perform well all the time and it makes sense that if your whole life your career is this like fitness is ingrained that it's not always going to be the best and so I like, still want to you know hear it from both of you on like how you have come to that point because I think it takes time and maybe yeah. when, you know, you're younger, you're starting out, you're like, I have to keep striving. I have to keep being perfect. I have to keep this milestone. Then this. It's not a, it's always a linear journey. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's, I don't think it's ever linear if you're really <laughs> making progress. Yeah, like yeah. there are so many ups and downs. Um, Anna, do you, <laughs> do you want to answer first? Yeah. Just, I, just like how how you approach it or like on those days when it doesn't work well for you. Yeah. What do you say to yourself or what kind of like goes through your mind? Totally. Um, so fitness for me, not only is it my quote unquote career, like as we've talked about, but it's like a place of comfort for me. Mm -hmm. So like if I am running, you know, I, or strength training or whatever, it's very much like to clear my mental Mm -hmm. base. Like I need that time. Right. Um, it's, it's like therapy for me. I get more out of that time, I think, than anything else. I'm kind of one of those, like, what is it? Introverted, extroverted Mm -hmm. introverts. Mm -hmm. So like for, in order for me to like restore and feel better and whatnot, like I need that solo time. Mm -hmm. Um, and yes, there's days that you're like, I couldn't lift this or like I couldn't run that, but like it's all kind of like part of the process and you learn from it and you get better from it and you make any sort of adjustments that you need to in order to like, at least for me to feel my best self. So like I've had runs that I've been like, well, that took eight hours and I only went 10 miles and I had to walk this and get like 10 coffees and yeah give myself mental pep talks or right. t- take 900 Instagram stories and yeah. put and be like, this was, I'd yeah. rather do this, yeah. um, <laughs> which I'm so but good at. I love your Instagram story <laughs> in the trail. Well, it's like, like, I mean, so seriously, fun. you're out there that. by yeah. yourself. What are you going to like, what else am yeah. I going to do? Yeah. Like there's no, uh, it was raining. Yes. I'm like, like oh, knee deep in mud. And shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. Totally. Yeah. And I think, I mean, to Anna's point, I, I think it kind of depends on what your metric for success is too. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's a lot about mental health, mental clearing, mm-hmm. like right. staying in a space. You know, our our part of our job is taking care of people, which yeah. I think we both really love. But mm-hmm. it's also you have to fill the tank back up. Yeah. So oftentimes my metric for success for a workout is to get back to a place where like I'm feeling my breath or I'm having the headspace to be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just about like what my pace was yeah. on my run. More so and than Yeah. So, oh. you know, even 
I think it really depends on how what your criteria is yeah. for a successful workout. Um, and to me, it's all about the feeling of yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, bonus if like right my numbers are good too. You know, I'm de- I'm definitely like I like those metrics as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. well, this is a great segue to our final question of what does <laughs> being fit mean to you. Whoever wants to go first, do you want to see who has to chug their drink the fastest? For me, it means freedom. Like, it means freedom of, I I just think this body that we have, it's like, even on the bad days, it's such a beautiful machine, and it's a fucking privilege to get to do it. Mm -hmm. And so anytime I can be moving and 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 feel that power like that's that's freedom to me yeah it's great it's awesome Anna um I for me anyway it's like built this like intense sense of community mm-hmm. um I not only was like my relationship to fitness born from like Studio S and Susie yeah but just like finding the things that make me tick finding the things that I not only like love doing enjoy doing and so passionate about um like feeling my best self um it's uh I wouldn't trade this career for anything yeah I love it that much and um you know being able to share it with not only other like professionals quote Mm -hmm. unquote but um my clients like they fill my tank up yeah I get more joy out of you know when they have a great session than you know anything I mean if I have a great session then I'm like Woo, this yeah. is awesome. Uh-huh. But like seeing somebody else y- apply the learning, get it, own it, and yeah. then just becoming yeah. better, yeah. stronger people. Yeah. I just it, it sounds like love for it. both of you there's like such a strong sense of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Which mm-hmm. is awesome. Awesome. We're okay. very lucky. Where can people follow you? Where can they come check you out? Um so And we you both do want to follow them. They <laughs> Really great pictures of all the places they're traveling to, not only, but also them running in these trails. Like, if you ever have a moment where you're, like, kind of feeling like, oh, I don't know if I want to do something. And then it's like, look at one of your stories. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to get up. You're sweet. You're totally sweet. Um, My Instagram handle is SusieCD. um, And I also occasionally write um, on InhabitToday.com. Oh. And then, of course, the studio, studio studiosincinnati.com or studiosincy on Instagram. Nice. And then you? I am at its period Anna Wall. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you you coach at Studio S and 12th Street, yeah? So I am the general manager at Studio S, and Mm -hmm. I coach there. I spend actually primarily all my time there. I am there like five to six days a week. And Mm -hmm. then I'm at 12th Street um, on Tuesday nights. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I don't, I don't have a blog, but I write (laughs) some content. Her posts are mini blogs, which I totally are. Where? Oh, on your, on my, yes, yes, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, let's face it, like clicking onto another thing at this day and age, I just can't. All in one spot. Yes, totally. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, this is 
amazing. I'm Thanks, glad Chrissy. You really cleared yeah. a lot of things up for me. Where <laughs> I can, like, understand where you're coming from in these insane endeavors. And don't rule yourself out. You might yeah. be running oh, an ultra marathon. I might need, to, hang call, out I with need us. to call on you, girl. Oh I'm going to need some <laughs> entertainment. Talk, talk about things like this on the podcast because then it's like people, oh, it has to happen. Accountability. Oh, I know. It's, it's great. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. But everyone, follow what the fit podcast me christy grody slide in let me know who you want to hear from if you want to go work out i'm not gonna run with you probably very far distances but um hit me up i want to hear from you thanks so much guys (laughs) 